Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Let me begin by thanking you again for uh, taking a moment to just increase your leadership level by uh, just learning. The podcasts are just a platform that allow people to just have a environment where they can begin to embrace concepts of leadership and begin to implement them in their lives. So let me just say thank you so much for having the heartbeat of leadership. And one of the constants in every great leader I know is that they're always willing to learn and grow. So thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast. Thank you for uh, just the width of the podcast. All of you that have extended outward and let your friends and, and neighbors know about it. And because of that, this podcast is literally going everywhere in the world. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about leading with your attitude. Leading with your attitude. Now, when I say leading with your attitude, the first thought that I want to convey is simply this. Uh, leadership is more than an action. It is an attitude. And that is a critical um, thought that must be embraced in the heart of a leader. See, a lot of times leadership just gets reduced to what we do. But leadership is bigger than what we do. It's our attitude why we do it. So what I want to do today is I want to walk you through some uh, biblical examples of leaders and their attitudes. Not all of them great, uh, but even from the ones that are negative, I think that we can learn. So let me uh, just start with the obvious, and that is that leaders need a good attitude. In 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 12, it says, Now Saul, King Saul, was afraid of David. What do we see happening there? There was an attitude problem. Saul had an attitude problem. He was fearful, and because of that, it is going to begin to affect how he leads. So, in Saul's case, we begin to find out that there's nothing worse than working for someone who has an attitude problem. There's nothing worse than uh, having a leader who has an attitude problem. And that's what's happening with David. David is about to be affected by Saul's attitude. And what I can tell you is, is that that's commonplace in our society, that the attitude of the leader begins to affect people, people who've done nothing wrong, people who are just trying to do what they're supposed to do, people who are just trying to take the next step in their life. And all of a sudden, the attitude begins to be affected. So there's nothing worse than working with a leader who has a attitude problem. See, an inconsistent attitude creates insecurity. When the leader's attitude is inconsistent, one day it's good, one day it's bad, one day it's uh, up, one day it's down. What that does for everyone that is impacted by that leader is it creates insecurity. And so they're always asking this question, who do I work for? Do I work for the good leader? Do I work for the bad leader? Do I work for the positive leader? Do I work for the negative leader? An inconsistent attitude creates insecurity. Another thing is that an indecisive attitude creates uncertainty. And indecisive where uh, a leader's attitude uh, just vacillates. And so you're always asking this question, well, where does he or she stand on a particular issue? 
and and you don't know whether to go all in part in to avoid something because an indecisive attitude has a effect where you're just saying, "Hey, I don't know what to do next." An impatient attitude creates stress. And and what that means is is that uh, when when a leader just is is sort of on the impatient side, that's where their attitude is. Uh, it creates stress because you're always saying, "Well, what do they think?" Uh, and so you begin to see that every leader, their attitude begins to play out in the people around them. And so, an intolerant attitude creates resistance. And what that means is is that uh, you just don't know. Uh, what is going to be acceptable. So what we see is that in Saul, there was a negative attitude. That negative attitude affected David. That negative attitude was going to play out in the ways it plays out with other leaders. And that is just simply uh, an inconsistent attitude creates insecurity. Uh, An indecisive attitude creates uncertainty. An impatient attitude creates stress, and an intolerant attitude creates resistance. Now, another example is uh, when a leader's attitude goes bad. Maybe they've been known for having a good attitude, but all of a sudden their attitude goes bad. So let me give you an example in Numbers chapter 20, verses 11 and 12. It says, Then Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spake to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, Therefore, you will not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Uh, What's going on here is the fact that uh, Moses is mad. Uh, And because Moses is mad, he's about to do something in a way that God did not want him to do. Uh, He had already, in a previous story, struck the rock, which was a symbol of Jesus being smitten, uh, being a sacrifice for all of us. But what we know is, is that Jesus was a sacrifice one time on the cross. Jesus doesn't have to go to the cross again. And so in the symbol of the Old Testament, when he struck uh, that rock a second time, it was a symbol of saying uh, what Jesus did the first time was not enough. But it all started because Moses was mad. He was mad because people were complaining. He was mad because people were never happy. He, he was just mad. And because of that, what happened was he loses perspective. And see, that's what happens. Our attitude can cause us to lose perspective. Instead of being focused on God and what God wanted him to do, now he's focused on the fact that he's a little bit frustrated with the people, so he's going to strike out and he's going to do something that he shouldn't do. He, he forgets his values. Uh, Moses was always a man who was sort of the uh, mouth and the earpiece of God. And he had always represented Israel well by being that, of going out of his way and making sure that, that he was always hearing and representing God. And he's going to quit listening. He's not going to hear God clearly. And it all begins with his attitude. And he's going to act rationally. And he's going to do something he shouldn't do. So 
when Saul had a bad attitude, it affected everyone. But when Moses had a bad attitude, it's going to affect him. He's going to lose perspective of what's important. He's going to forget the values of what he stands for. He's going to quit listening, and he no longer hears God clearly, and he's going to act rashly. Man, you've got to lead with your attitude. Because when you lead with your attitude, you understand your attitude really does have an influence. It influences those around, like Saul's did with David. It influences you, like Moses did when he struck the rock twice. So if I can sort of consolidate all this, as a leader, you lose the right to have a bad attitude. As a leader, you lose the right to have a bad attitude. But that's where the struggle comes in because uh, leaders have a lot of stuff thrown at them. A lot of things come their way. And because of a lot of things come their way, how does a leader maintain a good attitude? Well, let me just give you a series of examples in the Bible of leaders working through attitude issues and maintaining. The first one is 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. It says that David was greatly distressed because this people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and daughter. But David strengthened himself in the King James. He encouraged himself in the Lord. So one of the things that we know as a leader is that as a leader, you can't wait on others to help your attitude. So I can't wait on somebody else to sort of feed me good attitude moments so my attitude stays good. I just can't do that. And that's what David knew. All the people are speaking against them. They have a plan where basically they're going to come after him. And so everyone is against him, except he knew how to keep a good attitude. And that was, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Your attitude is your choice. So what did David do? He strengthened himself in the Lord. So leaders can't wait for others to help their attitude. Leaders have to take responsibility for their attitude. And a part of that is, is that we really encourage ourselves in the Lord. Whether anyone else is cheering us on, we encourage ourselves in the Lord. Another example is Paul in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. He says, Now I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. See, one of the things that leaders know is that leaders never let circumstances determine their attitude. Paul says, I've learned. So let me just start there by that verse. I've learned. We don't naturally have a good attitude. Good attitudes is a skill that you learn over time. And what Paul said is, I've learned in whatever state. He says, I know how to abase. I know how to abound. I know how to handle a lot. I know how to handle little. I know how to handle good days. I know how to handle bad days. But he says, I have learned. 
you've got to learn your attitude. You've got to learn what sets you off. You've got to learn what causes you to implode. And you have to learn how to manage that. And a lot of people want to blame everyone else and everything else on their attitude. But that's not what happens in attitude. As a leader, you have to learn how to manage your attitude. Another example is in Psalm 77 verses 1 through 3. And um, this is a, a story of Asaph, one of the key worship leaders in David's uh, realm. And in there, he says, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Um, here's one of the, the key things in life. is is just because you're a Christian leader doesn't mean that you'll always have a godly attitude. And in this particular case, this individual had sort of let his attitude uh, fray on the edges, and it was coming undone for him. And in the way that you can't wait for others to uh, help you to have a good attitude and you can't let circumstances, you can't assume that just because you're a Christian that your attitude would be good. Attitude is where we do some work. See, a lot of people want to work on others, but God asks leaders to first work on themselves. Now, in your life and in my life, we've got to understand that we always lead with our attitude and that that's always a part of that. Um, And if I can just add another thought to that, the higher you go in leadership, the more people feel what you do than see what you do. You know, we sort of have that slang phrase in uh, society, uh, do you feel me? Well, that comes from the issue of an attitude that an attitude is something that you feel, that you can walk in a room and you can feel the anger, you can walk in the room and you can feel the disappointment, you can walk in a room and you can feel the joy, you can walk in the room and you can feel the enthusiasm. Here's what I know. The higher you go in leadership, the more people feel you. The more people feel your attitude. And so before they see you, they literally feel your attitude. And so uh, as a leader, we've got to understand that a leader's attitude, it changes everything. It changes everything. And so if I could give you this comparison, if you're an individual, you choose your attitude. If you're a leader, you create the attitude. So what that means is as an individual, I may choose my attitude. But when I lead, I'm creating the attitude for a whole organization and a whole group of people. As an individual, you share your attitude. But as a leader, you multiply your attitude. So as a leader, uh, you are always multiplying. Your attitude is a multiplier throughout the organization. So when you're doing good, it begins to be felt in a lot of places. As an individual, you grow your attitude. But as a leader, you inspire 
attitude. So as a leader, you begin to inspire other people to have a good attitude. As an individual, you receive. But as a leader, you're always giving. And what that means is, is that individuals tend to uh, take their cues of attitudes off everybody else. But as a leader, you're giving it. As an individual, your attitude can be private. But as a leader, your attitude is public. And so your attitude gets seen, it gets felt, it's out there. As an individual, uh, you can fake attitude for a short period of time. But as a leader, you're an example of attitude. And as an individual, your attitude can be one that's selfish. But as a leader, your attitude is one that serves. So if I could just give you that whole list of things, leaders create the attitude for the organization. They multiply the attitude throughout an organization. They inspire attitude. They create a a giving attitude. Their attitude is public. They're an example, and they're always serving. Now, every leader must navigate through the danger zones of attitude. So let me just give you a series of danger zones. The first one is disappointment with others. And that's just simply that your attitude uh, at times where you're dealing with people and maybe they don't perform up to the expected level. And, and because of that, you can begin to be disappointed. And the example of that in the Bible is Acts 15 and verse 39 when it talks about John Mark, and it says, Then the contention became so sharp that they departed one from another. And so it says, Barnabas took Mark and he sailed to Cyprus. And what this was a reference to was the fact that John Mark did not respond uh, to some of the hardships of the journey as well as Paul uh, wanted him to. And because of that, he became disappointed and he said, This kid's not going to make it. He's not going to be able to survive. But that being said, uh, that disappointment became a place of dispute. And so every leader must navigate through danger zones. And one of them is when we get disappointed with others. Another is when we receive criticism from others. And in Numbers chapter 20 and verses 3 through 5, it says, And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is a place of grain or figs, or wine or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. What was it saying? It's just simply this, that uh, he's being criticized. He's being blamed for things that really are beyond his control. He's being uh, criticized for things that uh, are really not a result of him, but he's feeling the criticism. And every leader is going to have to handle how do you have a good attitude when you're being criticized. And another one is just simply this, 
unforgiveness towards others. Um, we know in the Old Testament that um, Second um, Second Samuel thirteen and verse twenty two, uh, it talks about Absalom and he spoke to his brother, and Absalom hated his brother because of what he had done to Absalom's sister. And the point isn't that um, Absalom's brother had been good. To the contrary, he had been very, very bad, and he's going to pay the recompense of what he did. But as a leader, unforgiveness will cause you to begin to rot from the inside out, and it will cause others to rot from the inside out. And so unforgiveness towards others. Uh, Another thing is uh, frustration with others. We see this in Luke chapter 10 and verses uh, 38 through 40. And that is just simply when, when Martha felt that her sister Mary wasn't helping. And, and she began to complain to Jesus and said, uh, Jesus, why don't you do something about Mary? What's happening? Martha's just frustrated with others. Every leader's going to have those moments. How are you going to handle them? And then... Every leader is going to face moments where they just feel let down. Paul talked about this when he was writing to Timothy, and he said, everyone has forsaken me. He felt all alone. As a leader, there are going to be these moments where we deal with disappointment, criticism, unforgiveness, frustration, and the letdown of life. Here's the thing. Long before you lead with your actions, you lead with your attitude. And your attitude is one of the prime ways that you lead. But unlike other people, if you're going to lead, you don't get to blame your attitude on others. You do not get to blame it on your circumstances. You get to be an individual who has learned to elevate your attitude through your relationship with Christ. And you get to be what Paul said that I've learned in whatever state I am, whatever condition I am, I've learned in whatever that state is to be content. I've learned to manage my attitude. So just the thought, if you're going to be a great leader, you're going to lead with your attitude before you lead with your actions. And so what I've given you is just a brief outline, but I think it's worthy of some in-depth study. And so if you'll uh, just maybe think through some of the, the thoughts here, and I think maybe you can journal them and apply them to your life, and you'll find that they'll help you in your leadership journey. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I pray that they're helping you and that they're a blessing to you. Thank you for all that you do to help so many people as a leader. Remember, whenever you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. We always, always lead for the benefit of God and others. Always. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.